I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Here's to hoping the red wave is here to stay. It's high noon for Tuesday, January 19th, 2021. Follow the information stream on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator. You can join the discussion thread at t.me slash be reasonable discussion. Okay, it's Tuesday. It's go time or not go time. No one knows. I don't know. You don't know. Most people on the planet don't know. We're in a big period of don't know. So every piece of information that seems to be coming out can either be viewed as the best thing in the world or the worst thing in the world. And that's how this morning has gone, more or less. And there is some significant stuff happening, but it's hard to know exactly which way to take it. Now, Sidney Powell's lawsuit in Georgia was mutually dismissed. That means both parties agreed to drop the suit. Sidney Powell addressed this on Telegram, or what we certainly believe is Sidney Powell on Telegram. She said that the case itself was moot, but that there was no way this was to be taken as the end of the pursuit of the election fraud we just witnessed. So... You could take that at face value and say that the timing of these circumstances obviously has made that lawsuit pointless at this point. Or perhaps there was nothing to it. You could interpret it both ways. I don't believe there's nothing to it because I think it's pretty clear that there was election fraud. I think that there's overwhelming evidence of that. Indisputable, irrefutable, overwhelming evidence that what took place was election fraud and cheating and the rigging of a system outside constitutional bounds to allow them to do all sorts of things that they shouldn't have done and that the law did not allow. Now, we're told that the courts didn't see it this way, but that's not exactly correct. The courts didn't actually hear these cases for the most part, and in the few that they did, there were some notable decisions going in our direction. Again, who's to say? We will find out, and we will find out a lot within the next 24 hours. Now, Gina Haspel resigned her position at the CIA today and released a brief statement 
saying it has been the greatest honor of my life to lead this remarkable organization. I depart deeply proud of the work we have done together, the triumphs we have achieved, the threats we have overcome, and the investments we have made for the future. Now, no one has really heard from Gina Haspel in something around two months. And this statement was simply put out on Twitter by the CIA. If you listen to yesterday's episode, I discussed at length the letter from DNI Ratcliffe explaining that intelligence agencies and the CIA in particular uh, diminished and suppressed claims about China's interference in our election. So Gina Haspel as director would have been the most directly responsible for that. She was also widely reported to be responsible for the blocking of declassifying information. There was information that was declassified that she was not allowing out. So the expectation is that a lot of that information relates directly to people like her her mentor, uh, John Brennan, and the rest of the group involved in the Russiagate, Russian collusion hoax, and all of that. The stuff with Flynn, it all kind of springs forward from there. Like That was the root of this particular corruption that we've seen over the last you know, four plus years now. Now, a friend of mine pointed out that Cash Patel might be next in line for that position if a decision is made, obviously, very soon. Uh, Cash Patel's name appeared on that little Mike Lindell paper that everybody got a picture of the other day where he's like holding a phone and a coffee cup and these notes from a meeting that he was said to have had in the White House. So it said on that paper, move Cash Patel to CIA acting. So obviously Joe Biden's not going to be putting Cash Patel in that position. So if Cash Patel is placed in that role, it will be by Donald Trump. And that would be a great sign for all of us that our side is in fact winning. And that would be lovely. But we don't know yet. We cannot know these things yet. You know, on the Q side of things, everyone's like, trust the plan, trust the plan. And that's fine. You know, again, information among other information. All information is valid. The Q thing made a whole lot of people do a lot of research they wouldn't have done otherwise. But we don't have the proof until we get the proof. It has to happen in the real world. Now, the commies and the commie media are all portraying the worst case scenario. Okay? They are obviously moving forward with the inauguration that they say is happening, even though it has been scaled down countless times despite the presence of 
25, 26,000 National Guard troops in Washington, D.C., and 65,000 National Guard troops activated around the country. And so they have also hinted for months at this quote-unquote virtual inauguration. I have a friend of a friend, and listen, take this for what you will, like, and take it for what it's worth. This is secondhand information. I am saying that flat out. I can't say I believe this. I'm only saying possibility. But that friend said that they were filming Biden's inauguration on Saturday, which is when I received the information, and that Biden would be nowhere near Washington, D.C. tomorrow for inauguration. Again, impossible for me to know if that's true. Does it sound outlandish? Sure. But we have witnessed a year of absolute disinformation and a series of circumstances that no one could have ever imagined happening. And we're still witnessing it right now. Okay. So you have to be, or well, you all do whatever you want. I am open to every single possibility and I have followed events with hope and optimism that the corruption in this country will finally see its end. I said yesterday, I've said it a million times, this isn't about Donald Trump. It's about the country and it's about what we see coming. And every day there are new stories about how Trump supporters need to go on lists. Trump supporters need to be rounded up. The general counsel from PBS last week, Michael uh, Beller, I think is his name, talked about DHS collecting Trump supporters' children to put them in re-education camps. Some guy named Don Winslow made a video last night talking about how Trump supporters are a domestic terror threat and that this is the greatest threat to our nation. Well, there was 75 million of them, of us. Are we domestic terrorists for speaking? That doesn't sound like a very open society. That doesn't sound like America. You can be telling the truth and be wrong. You can be telling the truth and people don't like the truth you have to tell. And you could also be repeating the central narrative and most people or many people would think that you're right even though you can't support anything you're saying and the things you'd be saying have no support in reality. You got to remember all these things. Like, Whatever happens, people have gone about this project in good faith and honesty and diligence. And I know that includes most of, if not all, the people listening to this. So everyone should be proud of themselves for doing that. I'm proud of the work I've done on this podcast. No matter how this turns out, that's not going to change. The evil on the other side 
is obvious. It is blatant. This is exactly what has happened in history in the exact same ways. These people do not respect the lives of others. If they fail to agree with their political position and political opinions. I haven't heard anyone this entire time on the Trump side ever, ever claim that we need to be making lists of people who supported Joe Biden and making sure that they can never work again. Now, if all the evidence comes out the way I believe it will, I do think that some of those people, the ones who showed their cruelty and their dishonesty, are going to be remembered for their cruelty and dishonesty. It's not about their political opinion. I know plenty of people who voted for Joe Biden, who I would welcome back into my life with open arms if what we all want to see happens. I don't want any of his supporters to be punished unless they, of course, they committed crimes. I certainly think that people who are supporting the rounding up of Trump supporters, these truth and reconciliation commissions, these re-education camps, those people who are supporting that stuff, in the world we want to see, they will be laughed out of society. What they're doing is disgusting. doesn't matter the results of this. What they are doing is immoral, and it is terrible. And while I can only speak for myself and the people I have contact with, it seems to me like no one on this side is interested in punishing these people or going after these people. We're not interested in attacking their leaders, their politicians, all these corrupt people. We want to see justice served. That's all. Justice according to the laws that we already have on the books, by the way. We're also not doing what the left is doing and trying to reshape the legal system of the entire country specifically to punish a political viewpoint. That's not happening. So the idea that Trump supporters are going to go be dangerous in the coming days and form mobs and try to attack people is a bit ridiculous. Also ridiculous. I just saw this post a little while ago, and someone makes a great point. I have no idea who wrote this, or I would give them credit. But Joe Biden just did some sort of farewell event in Delaware where he cried and said that upon his death, Delaware will be written on his heart. Well, isn't that beautiful? But where was the National Guard? How come his farewell event in Delaware wasn't fortified in the same way? That's pretty odd. As I said, no one anywhere is targeting Joe Biden. Now, the National Guard, I guess, has relieved 12 
of their troops or soldiers or whatever the preferred word is from their duties in this inauguration based on the FBI's assessment of their prior social media posts, from what I understand. That is disturbing. I mean, obviously it's disturbing if there were 12 people with legitimate threats, but as yet, no one has said that, okay? In fact, yesterday, you'll remember, the Department of Defense specifically released a statement saying that there was no intelligence of any internal threat, okay? But the FBI used all of its tools to try to figure out if there was some way these people could be linked to dangerous groups, danger as defined by what leftists consider dangerous talk. At this point, there is no no more information than that. It's just they were connected to some dangerous people. Well, that's really not a good enough excuse for anybody in any aspect of life. Okay, I've talked to dangerous people, quote unquote. Doesn't make me dangerous. All of us just saw Don Winslow's video. Where he is basically encouraging Nazism against Americans, and apparently that's not dangerous. So I don't really get it with all of this. But whatever it takes to make sure that the that absolutely no threat is present tomorrow is a good thing. The last thing we want is for some event like that to cause further upheaval in our society. No one wants that. No one wants civil war. No one wants any of this. No one wanted four months worth of Black Lives Matter Antifa riots last summer. But we were given them. We were given them by the Democrats, the complicit Republicans, the media, and the social media companies, among others. All of us had to witness that for months and months while being told we were racist if we objected to what was a clear atrocity occurring in front of our eyes that the people whose job it is to stop that sort of thing didn't lift a finger to. So we're told that the president will be making a farewell address at 4 p.m. And I imagine that's Eastern, so that's one hour after high noon which will make no difference to you because by the time I've finished recording this episode and putting it out, it will probably be after (laughs) 1 p.m. high noon. Man, maybe I should just pause this thing right now and wait for it. I might do that at the end. But Mike Pompeo is still uh, tweeting up a storm, and 
he's been doing this for days at regular intervals. Those intervals do change. People have been paying attention to those intervals. They are interesting, but not conclusive because, again, you can interpret it in the best way possible that there is action about to commence and that he is guiding us toward the regions where it may commence. He is pretty clearly outlining our allies and adversaries. And today he went so far as to say, as Secretary of State, that the Chinese Communist Party is engaged in genocide. I'll read it for you. He tweets, I have determined that the People's Republic of China is committing genocide and crimes against humanity in Xinjiang. Xinjiang, I think is the right way to say it, China targeting Uyghur Muslims and members of other ethnic and religious minority groups. These acts are an affront to the Chinese people and to civilized nations everywhere. The People's Republic of China and the CCP must be held to account. That is very clear. Okay. And I mean, obviously, he's correct. I've been talking about what's happening with the Uyghurs for months and months now. In fact, it's one of the most unconscionable aspects of people voting for Joe Biden in the first place. This information was not secret. People could seek it out. People could listen to their friends who are telling them and do their own research about it. Joe Biden is, was, has been compromised by China, that very country, that very party, and those very leaders who have those Uyghur Muslims in re-education camps right now. That's not a joke. It's not a lie. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's not speculation. There is hard evidence of the truth of this on Hunter Biden's laptop. There are witnesses who have been cooperating with the government to substantiate all of that. Okay? That is a clear and present danger to the world. It is a clear and present danger to the country to have selected, fraudulently or otherwise, a leader who is in cahoots with that regime. That is terrible. Okay. No matter what happens, that remains true. No matter what happens, the evidence of election fraud remains true. No matter what happens, the censorship by social media remains true. The propaganda by regular media remains true. The Chinese influence at our universities remains true. There is nothing that can happen tomorrow that wipes any of these facts away. And what I expect to see, if the communists are indeed shown a form of an inauguration tomorrow, whether it's pre-taped on video, whether it's live at the Capitol, whatever and however that event goes down, you can imagine that the mainstream media will show that to people, okay? 
unless the whole thing is halted before then, you can expect to watch on television Joe Biden be inaugurated. Okay? That does not mean that the inauguration is legitimate. Every time, every time, and this should go through the rest of your lives, if something, if you get the news of something terrible, make sure it's confirmed first, and if it is confirmed, wait to react to see what else happens. That's the information environment we live in now, okay? What Mike Pompeo said about China has implications as Secretary of State. I cannot imagine, and I doubt any of you can imagine, that Donald Trump would want to see that go unanswered or that the military would want to see that go unanswered. The thing is, our faith right now is not in and doesn't need to be in Donald Trump, the man, okay? Our faith needs to be in the Constitution that has gotten us this far, despite rampant abuse, and our military, who does not want to see the United States of America become exactly like communist China, all right? If those two things fail, then we have to confront a new reality. And yes, it's a very, very dark reality. But we're still going to have to find a way to push forward. I'm not dooming here. I want people's minds to be in a place of observation, discernment, acceptance, And fortitude, we have to move forward one way or another. Now, a lot of us want tomorrow to be this great validation for what we've been put through and what we took upon ourselves. I mean, I didn't have to do any of this. I understood what I was doing. And I accept that. Again, I don't have any regret about this. I've been trying to view information and analyze information in the best way I can, knowing full well that the media is lying to us and has been lying to us this entire time. None of the main subjects I've talked about over this time are false. Let's go back and look at the events. Was Donald Trump colluding with Russia in the 2016 campaign? No. Hillary Clinton brought that up and made that up to cover up her email scandal. That's in the documents. Did they try to cheat in the 2016 election? Yes, they did. That's in the Podesta WikiLeaks emails. Did they frame Michael Flynn? Yes. Was the Mueller investigation based on nonsense? Yes. Did it find anything? No. The Ukraine impeachment was based on something Joe Biden was doing. And right after that, COVID became a problem, even though COVID had been around for a while. 
in our country for no less than three and a half to four and a half months before we took any measure toward mitigation and before Anthony Fauci even admitted that it was a problem. Okay? We know the stories about BLM. We know what Democrats and Facebook and everyone else did to influence and steal the election. And since the election, we have seen the election fraud. We have seen the election fraud covered up and denied by the very people who we know were perpetrating it. We have seen governors make it impossible for their state Congress, their state assemblies to meet and discuss the election fraud. Michigan's governor barred Republican electors from even entering the state house so that they could cast their dueling electors, which were then summarily ignored on January 6th. Okay, all of these things are true. The position we find ourselves in today is factually right, intellectually right, and morally right. We do not need to back down to the false counter narrative, no matter what happens. The worst thing we can do is to continue to allow the central narrative and the people supporting it to dominate our lives. We need to run for office. We need to keep spreading information. And we cannot let these people intimidate us. There is always a path forward. And it's going to be up to us to find it if this doesn't go our way. Now, I know I'm bumming you guys out. I understand that. But I am not yet bummed out. We know this cause is right and just. We know who the criminals are. We know who the traitors are. We know that Donald Trump does not want to see this country become the final tool in China's arsenal and the globalist arsenal for world domination. That is not the life we want. That's not the life I want. It's not the life Trump wants. It's not life, the life the military wants, I imagine. Obviously, I cannot speak for the military. But their oaths have been given and reaffirmed. They are here to protect the Constitution against enemies, foreign and domestic. And for the time being, we're just going to have to trust them and control our emotions and seek out good people and good information. All right? 24 hours, we're going to know a hell of a lot more. Hell, in 20 minutes, we can know a hell of a lot more. That's the sort of situation we're in. But we will push forward. 
I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform is great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!